It is Texas Money and Business. It's so good to have you right here on the show. I'm Ron Taylor. My good friend, Doug Parker, is joining us as host today with Ambitious Radio Network. And Doug, it's always good to see you. You always have a great guest, man. You're just good like that. And we have a good one today, don't we? We sure do. We sure do. Thank you so much. And, and Ron, it's it's always good to see you. Thanks for uh, for running all the controls over there. It's uh, could not do it without you. And, and I see we've got some new signs in the studio, which is very helpful. So the new 620 AM KEXB, that helps mm-hmm. me to uh, remember the call letters. They're experts in business. I'm appreciative of those signs. We call that font Doug Parker. Exactly. So exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, you know, as always, we're going to talk to uh, to interesting interviews, entrepreneurs, people that are leaders in their industry, things along those lines. And we couldn't make it possible without our sponsors. So we definitely want to thank those. We've got free electricity, dfw.com, repairmycreditnow.com, and Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. So if uh, you're interested in that, go to the website, check out our sponsors at ambitiousradio.com, and we'd love to uh, have you uh, let us know kind of your feedback on on how your experience is with those guys. But um, today we're going to be talking to a gentleman that really uh, is very interesting. It's a little bit um, out of the scope of what I na- maybe normally watch on TV or whatever, because he does a lot of stuff in Spanish, which I speak a couple different languages, uh, traditional English, East Texas English, you right. know, stuff like that. Right. But uh, <laughs> but we've got Jorge Heredia here today. And Jorge, say that, did I say that right? Yeah, it was actually really close. Thank okay. you for having me. And it's it's Jorge Heredia. But that's really good. You did well. Hey, man, I, I did my best there. So, uh, you know, I'm always trying to get better. But uh, I love spending a lot of time down in Costa Rica. And when I go down there, I'm always trying to, to, to speak the language a little bit and pay attention to what they're saying. But those those rolling R's. And, you have and difficulty such, with those? Yeah, it's, it's kind of just a difficult kind of thing to kind of get it down. So I want to just kind of go... Jorge Heredia, you know. See, how I can saying. do that too. Jorge Heredia. <laughs> there you go. Look at See, you. It's not too shabby. <laughs> Look at that, man. Look at that. Well, cool. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. I'm glad I see that Ron back there is like, he's like the Wizard of Oz, the man behind the curtain, right? He really is. And man, I'll tell you what, I love hiding behind the curtain because, uh, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, don't... Uh, is it cozy back there? It's, it's nice and cozy. They have uh, they have cookies back here, so it's all good. So, cool. I'm yeah. on the wrong side there. <laughs> exactly. We've got to get those in the break or something. You got, so. it. You got it. Well, today we're going to be talking with Jorge. You know, he, he's been with uh, Mundo Fox. He's been all over the place with different things, with sports. Um, he's an entrepreneur. He's been a TV show host. Host, uh, actor, really, the list goes on forever. But you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, wh- where did you grow up, and how did you get to, to Dallas, Texas? That's actually a really complex question. And okay, I'm not going to take hours <laughs> telling you telling you my story. I get people that ask me all the time if I'm ever going to write a book, and I tell them the same thing I always do, which is one of these days I'll get around to it. Right. It's just not today. You know, Zig Ziglar used to have a thing that he, he called, if you needed a round to it, it was a little circular piece of a wooden coin, uh-huh. and it said round to, to it, and he'd hand it to people, and they said they want to get around to it. So I'll get you one of those. I <laughs> like that. I, lo- I want one of those. I'm going to hold you to that, I'll Doug. get you one. I absolutely will. <laughs> uh, actually, I ended up in Dallas-Fort Worth uh, when Mundo Fox brought me here. I actually started my career in television, oddly enough enough I studied uh, theoretical physics and biology uh, that's that's what I studied in college and one of my um, roommates kept trying to he was a um, you call it I guess it's a communications major acting you know that kind of thing I think mm-hmm. nowadays it's just called a communications major okay you know liberal arts kind of guy and he was an actor and he uh, all the time he wanted me to go with him on these auditions and all these things and I was not the least bit interested in doing it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and he, he kept trying to entice me by telling me, but there's a lot of beautiful girls. It's great. You're going to, you know, there's a, it's a lot of fun. Right. You get to play all these things. Of course, I wasn't interested. I was interested in the cosmos and M theory and, you know, how the universe was built, that kind of thing, the sure. human body. 
And finally, one day I just got sick and tired of it. I said, you know what? Fine. Well, we'll, I'll go with you. Where do you want me to go? Well, he took me to this audition and the audition happened to be for uh, MTV Europe at the time. And I, I went to it and of course I got there and there's, I, I'd never really seen actors and how odd entertainment people are just in general, whether it's radio, television, movies, whatever it is. I, you've got people doing mantras and reading their lines and, you know, breathing and doing all these, yeah, all sorts of exercise. (laughs) I mean, just the, I, it was zany. I mean, to be honest with you, it really was zany. It's Mm -hmm. almost like a carnival atmosphere. And apparently that at the, you know, at the time I didn't know it, but it's pretty normal. Mm -hmm. Right. So I went in there and all these people went in and he went in and I was just kind of sitting there. And then I I was close to the last person in the door. And when I walked in, they asked me if, you know, I had my lines. I knew what I was reading. And I said, you know, honestly, I don't even know why I'm here, but I am. My roommate made me come in and they kind of laughed. And one of the producers is like, well, you know, if you don't want to be here, you don't have to be here. I'm like, well, what's it all about? And they told me, well, we're, you know, we're doing the show and you're basically hosting a show, a music show. And do you know anything about music? I'm like, well, I like music, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and they, they, they laughed a little bit and I kind of, you know, did a couple self-deprecating jokes because I didn't know what the heck else to do. Right. right? And they said, well, why don't you stand up there and kind of entertain us? Tell us what you know about music. And I did. And, you know, I walked out 45 minutes later and didn't think anything of it. And then I got four callbacks. Really? Uh, for for the job that my roommate wanted. You know, the funny thing is I, <laughs> I heard a great some, story. Yeah, I heard something that day that says that, that uh, never take someone with you to an audition. And I, you know, I didn't think about it, you know, exactly why that is the case, but it sounds like because somebody else might get the gig. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, and it's so competitive. People get angry. I never realized that. I would have thought that everybody talks about this brotherhood of actors, right? And the when I got into the Screen Actors Guild, that's the first thing one of my one of my buddies told me and he said, "You know, you're now you're in the club now." Well, I've noticed that that club, the, it's people get really, you know, competitive in that yeah. club. Yeah. It's just a nice so, t-shirt to say, exactly. yeah, the, you know, the, when you get inside, it's like more hey, than man. anything, it costs more money. Yeah, well, I kept yeah. telling people it's, this is going to keep me from getting work because Spanish language television doesn't, you doesn't go through SAG for the most part. Right. Right. Okay. right? Um, they're starting to, and, and, and they, they, a lot of them don't want to do it because of the cost. You have to pay actors and, and talent more. Okay. You know, that's, that's the point of the union, I guess. Right. And, the, the the long and short of it is that uh, I got the job. The pilot was done. It was never picked up. But the producers actually had some friends that were doing a couple of shows in Miami at the time. And I'm talking about, you know, 1996. So I went down to Miami. They flew me down. Of course, at this point, my family kind of freaked out and said, wait a second, you're not going to go to medical school. You're not doing, what are you doing? Right. I'm like, well, mom, dad, you know what? I've decided that this whole acting hosting, you know, gig is kind of cool. They're paying me money. I get to, you know, mess around all the time, have fun and travel. And guess what? They pay for everywhere I go. And it's, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. So I went to Miami and I actually ended up hosting a show for seven years there. I did a hundred and I guess 97, around 200 or so episodes of a show called Que Pasa Miami. And it was seen in 22 countries. We had about 20 million viewers a week. Really? Now, Que Pasa, that's the one word I know. That means what's going on, right? Yeah. And well, there's actually a a famous (laughs) show with Stephen Bauer. And I've laughed because I've, I, I met Stephen several times 
And um, one of the, the Glenda, who used to be on the show, she was an actress on the show, actually produced Que Pasa Miami. I, I think that's where she got the idea. Huh. But it was called Que Pasa USA, right, where Stephen Bauer was on. Okay. And uh, I ended up in Miami doing the show, and it was incredible. I mean, it's, I never, I met so many fantastic people. That's the first time I ever met Sofia Vergara was there. Um, Shakira, Enrique Iglesias, you know, at the time, most people had never heard of any of these people, right? Gotcha. Especially in the general market. And uh, ironically enough, I was the only one that had done anything in English back then, if you can believe it. So while have the roles been reversed, right? You can't go anywhere, be Shakira or Sofia Vergara and not know who you are. And of course me, you, I still don't have to worry about that, which is good. Yeah. Believe it or not, Doug and I were talking about that Mm -hmm. run. I actually, I, you would have thought I planned it this way, but, um, Gloria Campos, who I know quite well, we were talking about that and she asked me once, you know, what do you really aren't big on, you know, people recognizing you? I said, that's the way that I want it. It's 17 years working on television and doing all these, all this stuff. I've never, you know, not had a job mm-hmm. and I don't have to worry about going to the, uh, out on the street. I, you know, very few times do people recognize me? Yes. More so when I was doing the show and, and we had about 20 million viewers a week. Latin America, I definitely recognize more. But in Dallas-Fort Worth, I mean, you know, we've been doing the news here for three years and you guys had no idea who I was. Mm. You don't watch TV in Spanish. That's perfect. People actually think you take offense to that. I think it's the best thing that could happen to you. You have a job that isn't a job because you love it, Mm -hmm. right? So I tell people I've never worked a day in my life. I really haven't. And you can go anywhere you want, do anything you want, and you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. You're just a normal person. And I know that sounds weird, no. and but it comes with the territory of those people that are famous. Right. I, I tell people that those of us that do what I do and, and are in the place that I am, we're just public figures. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You know? You know, and Jorge, if you're, if you're doing what you love and, and embracing your passion, uh, it's never going to be work to you. And, and I think, you know, that's what we encourage on the show, uh, on the show, Doug, all the time is for entrepreneurs, those getting into maybe finding the road to autonomy or whatever they're doing, uh, to embrace what they want to do and, right. and not let it be a, a killer to them, you know? Yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, you know, when, when you're doing things that you really enjoy, we were talking a little bit about that and, you know, my core business is in the credit world and, um, you know, I've got 20 years of experience in that, but I don't look at credit reports and go, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you know, it's like, it is what it is. It's a credit report. Now, the cool thing is I get to help a lot of people out and, and that's, that's a really fun and, and cool part. But the show that we've been doing the last, uh, you know, several months has really gotten to, uh, to be a great deal. So, uh, we'll, as we kind of wrap up, uh, this, this segment, um, just to let everyone know, we do have the Facebook page, go in there, like it. If you, uh, see anything or hear anything on the show that you missed out on, we'll get it up uploaded to our Facebook page or to AmbitiousRadio.com and the Ambitious Radio Network. Tune in after the break when we'll be talking more to Jorge about his career pursuits and all the things that you would really want to know about in his career right here on KEXB, Experts in Business. Hello, this is Doug Parker with the Ambitious Radio Network, and while the blazing heat of summer has just passed, it's just a matter of time before the cold weather gets here. Are you with an incumbent energy provider? Do you really know how much they're charging you per kilowatt? Sometimes they quote you a low rate, but then add back in delivery charges or some kind of other miscellaneous charges. Go to freeelectricitydfw.com for a free evaluation. Who knows, with just a few referrals, you could actually earn free electricity. 
If you're tired of paying outrageous electricity bills, do something about it. Would you like to get a significant discount or even earn free electricity? Go to freeelectricitydfw.com and compare our rates and see what you're paying to your current provider. Go to freeelectricitydfw.com to compare our rates to what you are currently paying with your provider. Many of our clients are saving anywhere from 15 to 20%. We also have a referral program that allows you to earn free electricity. And guess what? Doug Parker, Ambitious Radio Network, I've got free electricity. It's great, especially in the summertime and as the bills go up in the wintertime as well. And you can't beat free cents per kilowatt. Switch to save with freeelectricitydfw.com. That's freeelectricitydfw.com. See website for more details. It is all about the money here on Texas Money and Business. A great show. And, Doug Parker, it's good to have you here. Man, the this, this show is still kind of new. It's got that new show smell to it, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, absolutely, man. Well, well, thanks so much. And, and, yeah, we've got a great guest today. We've got Jorge Heredia. Say it for me one more time, man. Jorge Heredia. You got okay, close. Okay. close. Jorge Heredia. There, much, much better. All right, getting better. You know, we, we talk about practice makes perfect, but perfect practice makes perfect. And so I'll keep mm. working on it until I get that sucker down. So, um, so Jorge, you know, we talked a little bit in the last segment just about kind of how you got to Dallas and then your career and, and, and what a marvelous career that you've had and some of the cool things you've gotten to do. But let's talk a little bit more about, and I know you said that um, you didn't grow up here. Where'd you grow up? Kind of all over the world, we traveled a lot. My parents really believed in in an international education. Okay. And, the, you know, they said, if you want to understand the world, you have to go visit it. If you okay. want to understand the perspective and understand people, you have to go and kind of walk, you know, that mile in their shoes. Okay. You know, and since I was young, I got to see, you know, from the ultra wealthy all to abject poverty. And one of the things that I learned from that is that your environment and the choices that you make in that environment don't necessarily dictate who you are. Okay. And you know, it's it's and it's difficult because a lot of times it's really easy to sit, you know, in wherever you're at in your house or, you know, sleeping in your own bed and seeing things that happen halfway across the world or, you know, 16 blocks away from where you live mm-hmm. and it really never enters your consciousness that you know, there really are people that are living in, in refrigerator boxes. There really are people that can't eat right. in this day and age, yeah. in the 21st century. So that kind of opened up my mind, and it actually helped me a lot with acting. It it, it really did, and I was surprised um, so, that it did so. Well, let me ask you this. So, so one thing I noticed, and, and I was kind of going to joke about it a minute ago, but, you know, your, your English, you were speaking, you know, moving from English to Spanish, and I noticed that a lot of times with people that, same people's names, so I kind of jokingly say, you know, you'll say the name, and it sounds like it's a totally different language than what you just now said. Mm-hmm. So, but you were switching just flawlessly back and forth. If I was speaking to you, you know, and I didn't know who you were on the on the telephone or something, I wouldn't have any idea that you could speak Spanish because your English is perfect English. So I was wondering, you know, did if you grew up somewhere that was primarily is Spanish your first language? Or yeah, actually, uh, yes, it is. Okay, and I actually speak four. And really? no, we're not going to do them all here on there. Okay, yeah. um, they get they get muddled. But yeah, I actually I would say that I learned because I speak English, Spanish, French, and Italian. Okay, and it it's odd because I get people that ask me all the time, "Well, how'd you learn the languages? How did you do that?" The reality is, I have no idea. Just like when when you and Ron learn to speak English, mm-hmm. right? You're you're born. People just repeat these words to you, and right. one day you realize, oh, okay. 
It makes sense to me. That's how I learned them. Gotcha. So for me, there was never, when I was young, my mother used to laugh because I had no idea that there were separate languages. So I'd uh -huh. talk to, to people and then I'd get these quizzical looks from adults going, what is this kid talking about? <laughs> you know, what's he saying? Gotcha. Because I had no idea and, that and, they were different languages. And that was because you kind of grew up all over the, you know, you're traveling, over the so place. you're just picking up words. and Mostly, mostly I grew up in Mexico. In Mexico City. So, it, it, and it's funny because when I arrived in Dallas, when Mundo Fox brought me to Dallas-Fort Worth, mm -hmm. everybody kept telling me about how big Dallas-Fort Worth was. And I think there's about 6 million people run, You or Doug, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but there's roughly about 6, 6.2 million something in the DFW area. There was 6.2 million people in any direction I threw a rock in living in Mexico City. Wow, wow. Okay. Because right? I think right now they're up at 23.5 million, something really? like that. Mm -hmm. okay. So it's like living in Mumbai or Hong Kong or there's just so many people mm -hmm. that you have that New York City vibe, right. just that bigger. Okay. You know? And when I arrived here, I kind of started looking around going, hey, you know, it's, yeah, it's a big city, but. It's really spread out. There's actually a lot of room here. It's roomy. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I was thinking that there was going to be like New York or, or mm -hmm. Chicago with, you know, these canyons of buildings everywhere. Right. And I, you know what? I dig it. I yeah. like it. Good. Because you can go and get that feel, mm -hmm. you know, from Fort Worth, downtown Sundance Square. I, mm -hmm. I really enjoy that. Oh, me too. Yeah. And, and Dallas in general, it, you've got arts, you've got culture, but you have that outdoor atmosphere. And, mm -hmm. you know, people have been really nice since I got here. So. Yeah, you can go look at Picasso on one side of the street and get barbecue on the other side. There you yeah, go. that's right. That's the place to be. Only so. in Dallas, Texas, right? <laughs> very good, very good. So now I, I know that you also, from a standpoint of entrepreneurism so you've mm -hmm. got the the acting and those kinds of things and mm -hmm. and you know you'll get in front of a mic or you'll get in front of of a camera Do, talk about public speaking so does that always come natural to you if you get up in front of people does that make you nervous or like you're just good doesn't matter what it is trial by fire is what i can tell you doug okay and and i'll tell you what i mean by that i've never i've never been um sitting well, I get ner I, heck to this day. I still get nervous, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I really do. Every time right before I go on camera, whether I'm doing news or acting or even here being mm -hmm. interviewed on the radio right before the mics come on, right before the cameras, right before the lights, I'm a, I'm a wreck. And as soon as it comes on, it's almost like a switch and I'm fine. Okay. I'm back in my element. I feel like I'm at home. But it's that transition period. That, that I anticipation. Go, that anticipation. Mm -hmm. And I still get it. Public speaking, it's the same way. It's actually less, believe it or not, for public speaking than it is for everything else. Really? And the reason for that is there's two really big things that happened to me. Okay. One, um, I gave, I was giving out the award for the De Beers Diamonds Women of the Year okay. on Lincoln Road at the Kodak Theater. Uh -huh. And Gems Television was hosting it. De Beers was giving away the awards. And the day before, all the big acts that you can imagine, musical acts, everybody's here and they're rehearsing just like you do for the Oscars, for the Emmys, for everything else. Everybody mm -hmm. comes in and rehearses. And I went in to rehearse because I'm giving out the main award. And to one of these five ladies that that won the De Beers Women of the Year Award. And they told me, oh, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. You know, we've got the prompters. It'll be great. And, of course, I'm like, oh, fine. Sure. That, that'll that work. I, if I don't have to do it, I'll just sit here, listen to music, jam with some friends, you know, drink some coffee, and I'll, I'm gone. Mm -hmm. Well, the next day, the big opening, and I get up there. The host introduces me, Georgia Galvez, who's a really good friend of mine. She's also like four foot eleven, just about the same size as Shakira. And 
I start giving my spiel, reading the the prompter, and the prompter goes out right before the names. Oh, right? no. So I'm sitting at this Kodak Theater on Lincoln Road and in front of all these industry people, all, you know, everybody in there had to be an industry, you know, an industry expert kind oh. of thing because right. those are the ones that go to it, along right. with all my peers. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I panicked. And the only way I found to, to, to get out of that hole was to literally just start talking. Yeah. And just about anything. I made fun of the a teleprompter, the mic. I made fun of the cost of the whole event, you know, with the teleprompters not working. And at one point, I I uh, told the audience, oh, look, the prompter's working, but I think I got, you know, Tom Brokaw's informa- uh, uh, you know, you teleprompter. Get, you have to get a little bit like like a clown because it, what happens, and I think Jorge will identify with this, being in this business, uh, you have to kind of do a little, uh, you know, tap dance because, but in doing so, you're being honest about the situation. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you start hyperventilating and it gets worse, right, Jorge? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I won't make this one long, but uh, I I hosted a an event at the University of Miami for one of the crazy Cinco de Mayo parties, which I'm not going to get into. That I still don't understand because mm-hmm. in Mexico, it's not really celebrated. It's like Flag Day. Right. Right. But a big Cinco de Mayo party in front of 35,000 people. I'm supposed to just go up there, kind of MC the event and introduce all the big bands i get up there to introduce the band and in my ifb and for those of you that don't know what an ifb is it's a little mic the little um, um earpiece that everybody wears on television okay right uh they tell me well just extend it make it longer they're late they're you know five more minutes ten more minutes well i'm in front of thirty-five thousand people that have been drinking they're having fun and they don't they're not there to see me right right I, i'm the i'm the clown between the fun parts right kind of thing so that that really that was my trial by fire. I was actually able to keep them semi calm. Right. You know, I it's it's easy to push the crowd into getting really happy and excited, but that dies down in about thirty seconds to a minute. Right. And then you have to rev them back up. So that's why with public speaking now, it's it I, I get a lot less nervous or anxious than I ever do for television or radio. You know, I used to sweat bullets when it came to public speaking and those kind of things. It just was not my kind of deal and um, and I get that same nervous feeling. And, and I realized I had an opportunity to do something in, in my business a long time ago. And I realized, hey, people aren't sending me business right now from this group. So the worst thing that happens is they still don't send me any business. So it's a real opportunity. I'm going to jump out there and do it. And I was very nervous. But, um, you know, yesterday I drove down to Houston and did a presentation to about 40 people, which is not that big of an audience. But um, but still, I get nervous. I mean, that, that's like that a few imagine. seconds before. And it's like, Ugh, and it's like, I know what I'm talking about. I should get up there, have fun. Pick three or four people out in the crowd that you're kind of going to focus on, and then it kind of shrinks the crowd down. But you know, not that I've spoken probably in front of as many as you, but five or six thousand people before, and and it's still a little bit nerve wracking leading up to it. Yep. But once you get rolling, you know, it's really not that big a deal. So, yeah. um, but you know, from from a question standpoint, I always want to get you know just some some good information on on our guests. So, you know, you said that you're a very voracious reader when we were talking earlier. Several yes. books. I mean, sometimes even two or three books a month. I mean, a week. A week. A week. Yeah. So. If I ask you what your favorite book is, I mean, there's got to be thousands of ones that you like, but is there one that really sticks out to you that's kind of like your favorite, like you go back and read maybe a time or two a year? This is going to sound ridiculous, but I do. I actually have an, an a, a version of Sun Tzu's Art of War that I okay. have annotated, and the thing's got to be about 12 years old, 15 years old. Okay. Um, I, I, it's, it's funny because I see people write books that, you know, Sun Tzu for the CEO, Sun Tzu for the PTA mom. I mean, yeah. The funny thing about it is it really does apply to everything. Mm -hmm. If, you know, if you look at it, 
from a certain perspective. And that's probably if I had to pick, if you made me pick a book, it would be that one just because I've kept it. Gotcha. You know, I'm a big um, fan of just literature in general. Gotcha. You know, and I think that it's it's something that we've kind of lost, which I'm that's why I'm glad that we have ebooks. Yep. As much as I know people hate them and all oh, yeah, ebooks, I want I yeah, I like in the my library at home, I have all hardcover books, but I read most of my books on my Kindle or on mm-hmm. my iPad. You know, because I could carry 50 of them. I'm, we're not in, you know, high school in the 1980s. You're not going to carry one of those backpacks that everybody <laughs> right. had, you know, with 500 books in the yep, back. Right. Yep. I actually had a question for you, Doug. Yeah, yeah. You you mentioned something that I found really interesting about, you know, credit reports. Mm-hmm. And something happened to me when I came to, to the United States for the first time. Okay. Latin America didn't credit didn't exist right right mm-hmm. and you got here and the, one of the first things my agent and you know my financial people told me you have to get credit mm-hmm. I had no idea what that was so what do you mean you got to get credit and they were trying to explain to me that you can buy things without actually paying for things right right at, at a, right around that same time I still thought that Thanksgiving was a shopping holiday in America wow not not a not an actual you know, holiday for, for giving thanks or mm-hmm. doing, because really? it's the, 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 the promotion of the Black Friday and Cyber Monday and just, I mean, even from, you know, the 70s and 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. it was the shopping, the shopping, the shopping. Right. And a lot of times that's all anybody's talking about, you know, and I always wondered where the giving thanks part came in because there's so many people just buying stuff and not actually giving thanks for sure, something. Sure, sure. Well, obviously I knew the history of it, but right, right. you know, of Thanksgiving, it just always seemed uh, like a sales holiday to me. No, no, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, once we get back from uh from this uh, break for our uh, for our sponsors, I will get into answering that question for you about credit and how that's all set up and you know, especially folks that come in from outside of the country. They're, they may have had credit in their former country, but it may not uh, translate over. So we'll get into that right here on KEXB, Experts in Business, and the Ambitious Radio Network. Texas Money and Business right here on KEXB Experts in Business. We just go ahead and tell it like it is. We're the experts in business at 620 AM, Doug. Uh, so KEXB, and it is, of course, the Ambitious Radio Network, and Doug Parker's here, Doug. Yeah, absolutely, and, and experts in business, you know, that's what we always try to have on our experts in business, either entrepreneurs or leaders, thought leaders, thought-provoking guests to really help out with those types of things. And if you are... Uh, an expert in business, you know, tune in. Uh, th- our goal is that whenever you listen to the show, hopefully you can walk away with a couple nuggets, something that you can go back and apply to your business uh, as you leave. And and so uh, right before the break, Jorge was asking me a question as it related to credit, and I'll give a quick answer. You know, there's a lot of folks that have either never established credit. Uh, there are some folks that subscribe to the Dave Ramsey way of life of you don't ever need credit, you know, just pay cash for everything, and, and that's great. However, you know, you line up 100 people and 99 of them uh, have to finance a house, a car, they've got credit card debt, they've got everything. Very few people really are that disciplined. So it's just, it's kind of counter culture and and, uh, so it's a different deal. But establishing credit is extremely important in America and revolving credit is very important. And the reason why is because if you've got revolving credit available, you don't have to ask for permission to do anything. So you can just go charge it up. If you've got a $10,000 credit card to wherever, you can get it on to Best Buy, you can go to buy furniture, you can do anything you want to, you don't have to ask anybody any permission. 
So when you've got a credit available and you're not using it, that's really one way to maximize the scores. So if someone were to come in and they're from Latin America, they're from overseas somewhere, whatever the case is, and they don't have a credit score, we would uh, encourage them to establish some trade lines get those in a trade line and, and you know kind of I think you mentioned uh, IFB a minute ago so a trade line is essentially a just a line of credit it's just a credit card a, a loan of some sort but specifically revolving those tend to help you the most and and then go from there so you probably had to kind of build your credit when you were pretty a uh, pretty uh, uh, credit worthy guy from where you were at before but you had to build that credit up mm-hmm. before you could actually uh, you know acquire things and, and do those types of things so um, yeah so we're so excited so we've got Jorge Heredia you got it. I got That's it. Okay. Much better. Third yeah. time's a charm. I'm getting better at this. Um, you know, with us today, and, and he's got really a vast amount of experience in media, uh, TV, radio, acting. I mean, you name it. This guy has pretty much done it all. But but I want to talk to you just a little bit, kind of about uh, things that that maybe um, you know that you would even some advice that maybe you've been given before. Um, things like, you know, your sleeping habits, because a lot of people, they wonder about stuff, you know, am I, am I abnormal because of how hard charging I am? So talk about sleep for a minute. How much sleep do you get at night? Uh, if I overestimate it, I'm going to tell you about six hours. Okay. So, so you're shooting for six. Yeah. Because the reality is somewhere between four and six hours. Really? You know, and I'm a pretty fit guy. I work out. I do yoga all the time. Yeah. And it's just, my mind never stops. And I'm a guy that doesn't take, I don't like taking medicine unless I absolutely have to. It has nothing to do. I don't want anybody to think that, no, I don't go to the doctor and no, I do. I just, if, if I can deal with a headache, I deal with a headache. I don't go ahead and just take aspirin for the sake of it. Okay. Same with antibiotics, that kind of thing. So I'm not a a pill guy Yeah. and I'll, I'll drink some tea or something, some chamomile tea, but my mind never stops working. And the problem with when you work in entertainment is a lot of hurry up and wait, right? Right. You, we were just mentioning, you were just mentioning Doug about how much I read. Mm -hmm. That's the reason. Right. You know, so yeah, I work a, an 18 hour day per se if I'm doing a TV show or a movie. But out of those 18 hours, I really am only working about four. Right. The rest of the time, I'm waiting around for things to, to occur. And they occur around me. And then when they're ready for me, I go and, and do what I need to do. So because of that, my sleeping habits just went down the drain. You're so- up at all hours of the day and night. And currently, I, you know, between the news and whenever there was breaking news, that also caused an issue. But right now, if I'm lucky, I'm sleeping about six hours a night. Well, I think you bring up a, a really good point just about making good use of your time. So, you know, I think that the difference a lot of times between successful people and, and unsuccessful people is that successful people do the things that the unsuccessful are not willing to do. So there's, I'm, I'm sure, a tremendous amount of actors that you see sitting around, screwing around, goofing off, doing whatever, and you're sitting there reading. You're feeding your mind. Your mind is getting fed constantly with something. It's either they're looking at the girls or doing whatever, or they're they're reading something. So mm-hmm. um, you know you're making good use of that. And, and obviously, you'd mentioned 17 years in in media, uh, and and you've never been unemployed. Well, guess what? That's not the norm, as you well know. Um, so that that says a whole lot of kind of about about your. Uh, just your skill set and, and the things that you've done to be successful. So when it comes to being successful, what's one of the, uh, would you say is one of the um, best pieces of advice that you've ever received? It's actually really simple. Okay. Be afraid. Don't be afraid to fail. Okay. And it's just fail. I, I, I tell people all the time, I fail constantly. 
-hmm. every single day at pretty much everything I do is a failure. I fail, fail, fail. And that, and I just keep going at it. You know, being afraid to fail, I think, is the worst thing. It usually, it, I've seen it paralyze people from mm-hmm. CEOs on to entrepreneurs and people that you would never imagine. They're just, they're afraid to fail. Yeah, I, I, I see that often, you know, and I was listening to a, to a show yesterday. I think it had Robert Kiyosaki on it. It was just talking about in our schools are just been all messed up. They're trying to train kids to not experiment, not, you know, be creative, just pass a test, don't fail, as opposed to figuring out many ways to fail, and and you know I think Benjamin Franklin, I think it might have been, he was talking about you know when he's creating the the light bulb, the light bulb. But how many times did he fail? And he's like, man, I just found like a th- ten thousand ways that didn't work, okay. Yep. But I did find the one that did, and then I found out all these other creative things that I could use for other stuff. And so I think that's some, that's some really really great advice. So let me ask you this: if you could go back and tell yourself uh, ten years ago, uh, you're, the the guy you are today, mm-hmm. uh, the 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 ten year younger Jorge. Uh, one thing, what would that be? Just one thing? Just one thing. You just want, I'm going to give you one if we talk, if, if we're talking financial, buy more Intel stock, right? Uh, <laughs> or, or don't buy that car that you uh, Exactly. <laughs> so, no, I'd probably be get better sleeping habits. Okay. Um, and I think because, believe it or not, it's my opinion that sleep is the cornerstone of, of your life. Whether you're, you know, extremely successful or not, uh, it it really does come down to sleep. And I know it sounds ridiculous, but every single person I've ever met who has an issue sleeping um, ends up with a higher failure rate that they have to come back from, right? right? And that lack of sleep, I don't know exactly what it is, and we're not going to get into the neurological side of it, right? Because I've, I've read a lot of books on right, it. Right, I'm sure. Um, just to see where I went. But I would say that definitely get better sleeping habits. One of the biggest ones is, I like everyone else, it's the, either the iPad, the phone, whatever it is. You're sitting there, and you've got a TV in your room. And I, re- I removed the television. Right okay. from my room. That was one of the big things. And then I, I went and spent way too much money on a really nice mattress. Mm-hmm. You know, and it made a difference. Yep. Not enough of a difference. <laughs> there's there's times that I wish, you know, I, I could have figured that out. So, yeah, I would go back 10 years from now from from today and I've told myself to get better sleeping. Habits. Get better sleep. I think that makes a makes a lot of difference. You know, even uh, even 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 God rested on the seventh day. Yeah. 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 So. And he commands rest. Right. He commands it. It's not an option. And, right. and and if we don't, our bodies will shut down and we will uh, pay the consequences. So Jorge's exactly right. Yeah, that's that's it. And and, and for the hard-charging, entrepreneurial, type-A personality, leader-type folks, it's sometimes your biggest strength, uh, we've said it a hundred times, can be a, a weakness. And turning it off, it's so difficult because, you know, you, I don't know if it's a, a fear thing, but, you know, you think if I'm turning it off, I, the thought may never come to me again. Your brain mm-hmm. is constantly racing. I send myself text messages in the middle of the night or emails <laughs> or whatever all the time, you know, for that uh, for that very reason. Because like, I, I may not think about this again. And so I, I typically uh, I'm a pretty, pretty good sleeper, but uh, but I need. Uh, I need like eight hours of sleep. So if you're if you're only I'll getting, trade you. I'll trade you, Doug. Yeah, man. Well, the problem is if I if I don't get it, that's where I run into a problem. So, um, well, that that's been a, a really a really good good segment there. I really appreciate you kind of sharing some of that stuff with us. And and as we hear from our sponsors after this, um, we're, we're going to talk just a little bit more, kind of about some fun stuff. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. movies, just things that you kind of like, and and maybe some quotes such. Um, and and then we'll kind of go uh, go from there. But I really appreciate you taking the time to spend with us today, right here on K. 
KEXB, experts in business on the Ambitious Radio Network. Hey, ambitious listeners, you hear us interviewing entrepreneurs all the time, and there's a common theme. They want to be more productive and improve their communication. As an ambitious entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. The Ambitious Radio Network recently partnered with Grasshopper to offer our listeners a special discount. Log on to ambitiousradio.com and click on the Grasshopper banner in the bottom right-hand corner. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Sound professional with a main greeting and multiple extensions that forwards callers to your mobile phone or others in your organization. Get a toll-free number or local number for your business with multiple extensions. Set up each extension with custom call forwarding to any phone in the world. Get your voicemails emailed to you as an audio attachment or transcribe an email. Keep business calls separate from your personal calls. Plans start at $12 a month with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Remember to click on the Grasshopper banner at AmbitiousRadio.com for a special discount for our listeners. Join the over 150,000 small business owners that have stayed connected with Grasshopper. See how Grasshopper works? It's the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn the world into your office. And back here on Texas Money and Business with the Ambitious Radio Network. That means Doug Parker is here, and when Doug Parker's here, we have great radio. Doug, welcome back. Well, thanks so much. You know, I, I'm always so uh, – I really love doing this show. You know, Jorge and I were talking before the show just about generally, hey, how do I like it? How's it going? This, that, and the other. And I was telling him that I enjoy getting to pick, pick, pick people's brains, get to know them a little bit, and I kind of get you know a little mentor for, for a couple of uh, couple hours. You know, mm-hmm. And then I hope that other people can get the same information out of that, that that I get so uh, kind of in in this in this round um, and, and I can't believe we've already gotten to the fourth and final segment of the show I, I could talk to you forever but um, we're just going about some fun stuff you know just kind of what do you do to recharge what are things that um, that maybe you know you you like to watch on TV those kinds of things but do you have a do you have a favorite movie that you watch? Uh, yeah, I do, and it's it it's not Casablanca or Doctor Zhivago <laughs> even though I do like them. Um, I always I always laugh when I hear an actor or somebody say, you know, The Godfather, or Reservoir Dogs, or something like that. Yeah, I actually and it might sound morbid to some people, but I love snow. Okay, right. So I'm a huge fan of snow, and one of my my favorite movies to watch like on a rainy day is The Day After Tomorrow. Mm. Okay. Uh, with Good Dennis movie. Quaid, and you know it's a, it's a disaster movie. It's cheesy. It's full of cliches and all that kind of thing, but it's it's one of those movies that I can turn on and have it going kind of in the background, you know. And I enjoy watching it. And I enjoy a lot of the the scenes that, and I wonder, you know, how much fun it was to to make a movie like that a disaster movie. Yeah, you know the behind the scenes what it takes to make it exactly. Happen. So it, it 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 sounds a little ridiculous, but that would be I think. My favorite one to just watch, but my favorite one of all time is absolutely Star Wars, the original mm. Star Wars movie. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, Doug, I am a geek, a nerd at heart. I play video games, you know, and, and I play a lot of online video games because I have a lot of time on my mm-hmm. hands right. sometimes. I play console games. I love putting computers together. Um, you know, I love just a huge fan of sci-fi. Okay. You know, man are you excited about heart. this new? Yeah, man from on heart. You ever got your tickets uh, for? Of course you have. For, of course uh, I do. Yes. Uh, my for, son, for my son, Awakens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When did they come out? December eighteenth. Yeah. December and they're already 18th. selling tickets. Oh, they have been. It's, it's, you're it's, late now. You're it's, late. It's, 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 it
two days and then I'll be able to get in. So I'm, I'm not that in on on that. I'm struggle see it, but that's crazy. I didn't uh, realize that. Yeah, they they. Well, it's it's a big change, you know. Disney the the mouse bought out Lucas. Right. Yeah. You know, he true. was for a lot of filmmakers, he was the last bastion of independent filmmaking hope. That's right. And you know, some people got mad at him. Mm-hmm. But for four point two billion dollars, I think I would have sold two. Yeah. yeah. There's about four point two billion reasons why it made sense. I'm <laughs> right? sure. So that, that makes perfect sense. So you mentioned about yoga too. So, so yes. recharging and so you know I've tried that a couple times and I get it. And hey, one thing it is way harder than it looks. I can assure you that there's oh, just, there's yeah. these girls that can do, you know contort and do stuff. But um, but from th- does that really help you recharge? You? Is it as exercise? I mean, what is it that you do? Does it clear your mind? What it's a little bit of everything. I do have to go back to one thing because he's going to get really, really mad at me yeah. if I don't mention him. So when you asked about what I watched on television, yeah, yeah. the only newscast that I enjoy watching is Ángel Pedrero on Univision 23. Uh-oh. The most watched news in Dallas-Fort Worth, believe it or not, they have the highest ratings, almost double digit over English language news. Wow, that's really? great. Yes. Yeah. So if I, he's going to be listening to this because okay. he already told me he's going to get everybody at Univision to listen to it. So cool. Angel Pedrero, that one's for you. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, that's really cool. Now, what, now what channels? Because I don't tune into Univision. It's so. 23. And so Dallas Fort Worth is 23. 23. Yeah. Well, I'm at to, I'm at to check it out and see if I can pick up he's a couple the, he's words. The 10, he's the 10 p.m. news anchor. But, oh, cool. So yeah, Doug, I use, I use yoga to recharge. Um, it, it helps me mentally. Uh, and clear, kind of clear my mind. Okay. And it is incredibly difficult. I mean, I thought because I do yoga, you know, five or six days a week, I, I'm, I'm going to get into Pilates, no problem. A lot of people think that Pilates is just for women. Yeah, try it, and then we can talk. <laughs> right. Yeah, you right. know, I, I've had muscles that hurt, and I didn't know they were there. Yeah. No, I can, I can only imagine a couple times I've done yoga. My wife is, is pretty good at that stuff, and uh, it is. I'm thinking, oh, I can do this. And you just go in there, and you start shaking and trying to hold the pose. It's like, whoa, it is crazy. And like I said, you have muscles sore the next day that you didn't even know you had. So, so let's talk about um, quotes. You know, mm-hmm. your favorite quote. What what's what's your favorite quote? <laughs> that's that's a really good question. My my favorite quote of all time, and I can't remember exactly who said it because when the first time I read it was probably uh twenty five, twenty thirty years ago, okay. something like that. And it and it's basically this I do not wish to engage in a battle of wits with an unarmed person. Ooh. So it's yeah, Think it's kind that, of that folks. white glove, you know. <laughs> a lot of people will tell you, and, and I'm included, that that profanity is the sign of a weak mind. And I think a, a, a quote like this really hits home. And yeah, I've used it many a time, and it, it's actually helped me. It kind of helps clear my mind if I get really mad mm-hmm. at somebody, and we're kind of having an argument. I just I whip that one out. Yeah, that's I love it. That it really is. That's really good. And, you know, we've got just a couple minutes left today. And, you know, one thing, I, I know you do a, a little bit of, of PR and different things as well, right? Yeah, I've actually, I, I started doing that uh, on my off time for the simple fact that PR is for the, for the Latino community. Mm-hmm. I realized that they don't know what they're doing. Okay. I mean, you know, the English one has, has, has its issues. But in in Spanish language media, mm-hmm. the none of the big PR firms, none of those people that I've dealt with, you know, being on television for so long, 
um, really had no idea what they were doing. Okay. And they didn't know how to communicate. I mean, right now we're sitting in a room and I'm telling you that Univision has got the highest rated news, right? Right. In Dallas, Fort Worth. People don't know that. Well, I didn't, I mean, I didn't know. That's a perfect example of the average, you know, white guy just not knowing, you it's, know, yeah, what's going on. Well, and it, Cynthia Saguirre and I from Channel 8 had this conversation because she said, Jorge, yeah, we, you know, we're number two or we're number one this week. And I said, until you hit this number, you're not number one. Mm. Because we, we, you know, we live in a pluralist society, mm -hmm. right? Yep. So we have to take into account everything that's happening. You can't just pick and choose. Right. And, and I think that that's one of the reasons that, that I enjoy consulting and doing things like that for PR. That and the fact that not having the, the reality that most people don't recognize me mm -hmm. affords me the ability to do that for companies or, or, you know, sometimes I just do it for friends of mine. So, so it's let me ask you this. If somebody doing. wanted to get in touch with you and they, they wanted to, to, to your expertise, you have a website or something they can go to, or a contact. <laughs> you know, my, I think my agent would freak out because, and I we're not going to get into this now. Okay. But I'm supposed to have Facebook, and I still don't have Facebook, and I think I'm the only or one of the only public figures in the world that does not have a Facebook page. Gotcha. But look at you, you're alive, you're well, you're uh, you're I'm, healthy. I'm, I'm doing okay yeah, without it. Somehow you know? you're making it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Usually I I use the the websites, but one of the easiest ways uh, and and that I interact with people is actually Twitter. Okay. At underscore Jorge Redia. That's J O R G E H E R E D I A. Do that um, for me one more time. So it's at underscore J O R G E H E R E D I A. Cool. And the reason I didn't give my website out is because they're building the new one. Cool. And um, uh, apparently, me and a bunch of other Jorge Redias are out there and they messed up my domain name. So it looks like I had to either try to buy mine back or figure out how legally I'm going to get it back. I'll tell you That's this, why folks, I'm not giving it out right now. He is not the Jorge that has the punk rock hair that you see all of it. It's a different Jorge because that's another exactly. one that's out there for Yeah, a, a, yeah. A, a, well, that, I know that Jorge. Okay. He's in Peru. Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. So, so, yeah. <laughs> Jorge, and it's the same thing as Jorge Heredia, but he's a, a reality star right. on Peruvian television. Exactly. Gotcha. Or not, not Peruvian, a Guatemalan. Guatemalan, television. okay. Yeah, okay. he's in Guatemala. Gotcha. Can't miss him walking down the street. It's uh, The hair's great. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, Love we'll it. put that on the show notes on, on your page on ambitiousradio.com so folks can get in touch with you if, if, if that's uh, that to be. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll wrap up here. And I always like to give a little bit of, of information on credit. And so we'll just touch on it real quick. When it comes to identity theft, you know, what do you do if you're a victim? And so there's there's a few little bullet points I want to go through real quick. Number one, get a copy of all three of your reports. And, and that's really important so you can see what is on there. So many people don't know what's on the report. But if you're a victim of identity theft, you definitely want to do that. Uh, you want to see if there's fraudulent activity. Uh, document that. File a police report, and really all you do is call the police department and say, I'm, I'm filing a report. I've never really seen them investigate that stuff. I wish they would, but there's murders and other stuff that they're dealing with that seems to be uh, significantly more important. And then uh, you file some fraud affidavits, and uh, it's a really simple process that you can go to the FTC's website. They've got the fraud affidavits there you can download. Lastly, you want to put a freeze on your credit report and then continue to monitor the credit for other suspicious activities. So just want to touch base with that and really, you know, want to thank you so much, Jorge, for being on the show. It's really been entertaining. I think there's a lot of information. We could have done a show for three hours if we had the time, but I appreciate you carving out time to come meet with us today and uh, and, and be on the show. So it's it's really, uh, really great to have you on. I want to thank our sponsors again. Uh, we've got all3reports.com. That's all the number three reports with an S.com. Free electricity, DFW.com, and 
repairmycreditnow.com. Tune in on Wednesdays on Texas Money and Business from 10 to 11 Central right here on KEXB AM. Experts in Business, KEXB, and the Ambitious Radio Network, ambitiousradio.com. Next week, we'll be visiting with David Long. He's the author of Built to Lead, and he's the founder and CEO of My Employees. It's a 25-year-old firm that has a top 1% worldwide in employee engagement and recognition uh, industry. This guy is really a superstar. His firm specializes in helping managers build strong and more engaged relationships with their team members while linking the rewards to recognition programs uh, that they desire uh, for the goals of the company. And, you know, I was talking to him the other day, and he, he takes 25 weeks of vacation a year, okay? Wow. He's big on getting rest, guys. It really is. It's very <laughs> impressive. I can't wait to uh, have him on the show. That sounds nice. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So remember, you can make money or you can make excuses, but you cannot make both. Go out there and be ambitious. <laughs>